climb aboard if you dare for our new road trip through Scotland. Scenic and beautiful, but of course, looks can be deceiving. Join your hosts as they take you through some of the most terrifying places Scotland has to offer. If you'd feel safer, you're welcome to wait in the camper until we return. Just know it's had a history full of attracting some heinous, curious creatures, thus being its intended purpose, of course. Fleeing, however, would be ill-advised. Who knows what strange things you'll encounter out there? So far, far from home, where no one will hear you scream. Let us light a warm fire and begin our tale of horror. Your victims, I mean your listeners, have been warned. Shay. Thanks, voice. I'm Shay. I'm here in our cryptid camper with a very special guest filling in for Tom, my ex-boyfriend, Eric. We'd like to thank you for being brave enough to join us for our fourth season of Scare Your Pants Off, our Scotland road trip. This is episode six, and for our haunt, we've set up camp in the Culloden Battlefield. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing really good. Um, I'm super excited. I got to do a couple episodes in season two um, when we were talking movies, and I'm really excited to talk about Scotland. Um, my heritage is Scottish, and... Um, <clears throat> I always knew that I was Scottish because my grandparents' family, uh, my grandfather's family comes from Scotland. My grandmother's family comes from Ireland. So, um, you know, a few years back, you bought me as a gift a DNA um, test and it confirmed everything that, that I thought, which was that I'm largely Scotch-Irish. Uh, my surname is a Scottish surname. And um, your DNA test is a very different experience than mine, but also very similar in a way. Yeah, so it's funny because it's... Um... My DNA test, I, growing up, we were always told we were very German, very Polish, um, and I have, you know, I have two half-brothers with slightly different, obviously, because different, they, they have different biological dads than I do, but, um, I, we always believed that on my mom's side, we were mostly German and Polish, and in taking my test, combined Scottish and Irish, I'm, I'm almost 80%. So you're like very literally like the DNA yeah. commercial where you trade in your later hose in for a kilt. Yeah, I, I went from, I'm, I believe I'm uh, 3 or 4% from the Baltics, which Germany and Poland are included in. And they're not even, they don't even specify it on either of them. And I did a 23 and an Ancestry. And so yeah, I very much traded in my later hose in for a <clears> kilt. But it's funny because in my heart, I've, I've literally always known I was Irish. I knew it. I knew it. I, I don't know why. I mean, I'm pale. <laughs> I turn beet red after a half of a beer <laughs> and I'm not drunk and I can drink yeah, so can. I mean there's <laughs> there's you know there's the Irish there I freckle I burn I don't I I do all of the very stereotypical Irish things and Scottish things so you know <laughs> thanks DNA growing up in my early you know my late teens early 20s um, a couple of my friends, they also had the Scottish surnames, you know, Campbell, Cranshaw. So like, you know, we were always like, people always talk about Irish pride, but we talked about Scottish pride as well. Uh, you know, we made sure we, we had some Scotch, of course, when we were of age. Liar. Never before <coughs> Liar. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I was really excited that I got to wear a kilt to our wedding. In fact, I had my wedding dress on longer than you did. You did. You did. But much longer, actually. You <laughs> wore your skirt way longer than I wore mine. I, uh... Anybody that knows me, I uh, it's not a skirt, obviously. It's a kilt. It's not a dress. I We we do know that. We yeah. acknowledge and We're respect that. We're just teasing. We, we have a sense of humor. Um, but I I hate dress clothes. I hate skirts because I fidget with them and I pull them up. And I play. <laughs> and I do. I can't help it. I fidget. I don't know if it's the ADHD or what it is, but like I'm constantly fidgeting and pulling. And I'm constantly, apparently, I'm constantly like, hey, look at my butt. Because that's what I do with a skirt on. And I don't mean to do it, but it's what I do. And I can't sit like a lady to save my life. I, I, um, I may have the cojones to wear my kilt as dress code at work when it gets hot up. Because that was so refreshing. I'm not going to lie to you. It was so refreshing to wear the kilt. Like it was, I get why girls wear skirts and dresses. Because it felt pretty fantastic. I have this forever fear anytime I do have to dress up and it and can't be pants or shorts or something that a good gust of wind is going to come in and, and get me. But I will tell you, though, that kilt, 
that wind ain't touching it. No, it's, it's nice and heavy. Yeah. I mean, heavy sounds like it would be uncomfortable, but yeah. like it's solid. <clears throat> well, you got a utility kilt too, so it yeah. was. It's a little. I think it's a little heavier than mm -hmm. than normal, so that's good. Yeah, it's a nice sturdy piece of clothing, and but it's still breezy enough, and um, I I think that. The only way anyone's going to see up it is if they're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> or or you're showing it to them like you did. Or... Like I did at the oh, wedding, the of course. the guests of our wedding. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, I showed more than I wanted to, actually. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, obviously, as everybody can tell, Tom is not with me today. Um, it is Eric and I recording, and we are recording this uh, for the first time, literally the night before it goes out, because... Your, yours truly is a dumbass, and um, the way we record now, we actually record on Discord, and you are supposed to download <laughs> the episode within a couple of days, and I neglected to download this one. Uh, Tom had to work, and thankfully Erica is willing to jump in and re-record this episode, so I apologize if there's any <laughs> uh, weird rushed sense to it, but uh um, yeah, so between Christmas and then me getting sick and, and this everything else, um, yeah, I, I'm, I fudged, so here we are. <laughs> well, yeah, we are as close to live as this show has ever actually been, like Shay mentioned, it is coming out tomorrow, um, and we are recording it just tonight, so literally, like, less than 12 hours or whatever. Um, it sucks that we lost it, because not only did you lose the hour or so that the show would have been, but you lose... You lose all the time, and in most of these showers, showers, most of these shows take a couple of hours to edit. <clears throat> um, I've seen the the work that you guys put into this show, um, between the the like I said the editing and the recording and obviously the research, and it's a labor of love. I mean, nobody's getting paid anything to do this show. I'm not getting paid. No, <laughs> you guys are getting money. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't getting paid. It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> it is a labor of love for sure. Um. It is a labor of love for sure, um, and it is it's it's a fun time and, and something that we're really proud of. And I I will say we're because I do all the social media for the show and I've helped with the research. I'm I'm nowhere near part of the show that Shane and Tom are, but I will say we we're really proud that since we started the show we haven't missed a week, um, which is why we're sitting here me with a head cold. Shay's actually pretty sick right now. Uh, Tom's at work and we're just trying to get a show out for you guys. Um, because you deserve it and because, you know, we're proud of our streak. We're not trying to ruin our streak. Um, we still want to put out good content, but, but at the same time, we also don't want to mess up and, and not have, um, a show for you guys. Um, especially where, you know, we're, we're growing, we're growing. Our, our, our listens are up. Our, our, our media stuff is up. I want to tell you guys that within the last month, um, our Facebook page visits are up 6.9%. Our Facebook page likes are up 200%, and um, our reach in Facebook is up 5.7%, and our Instagram reach, we're blowing up on Instagram, we're up 139%. I don't know where these extra people are coming from, um, but I thank you guys for supporting the show. Like I said, nobody's nobody's getting rich doing the show, nobody's getting paid doing the show, but if we can get the followers that we need, we can possibly get a little bit of advertising, get a little bit so we can put money back in the show and put out a better product for you. Nobody's trying to get rich or anything, but it would be great um, to be able to, to give you guys a better product if we could invest in the show. So um, keep telling your friends about us. Keep, keep, keep visiting us on Facebook and Instagram. Make your comments. Share our posts. We've got a couple of really solid people that we've shouted out in the past um, that have been helping us get the word out on the show and um, I can't believe how many people casually tell me they listen to the show, and I'm like flabbergasted. And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I totally listen to the show." I'll bring something up, and I'll be like, "Oh, we talked about it on the podcast." They're like, "Oh yeah, no, I totally listen to the show." And I'm like, "Wait, you listen to the show? Like, why don't I know that you listen to the show?" So if you guys listen to the show, please tell us. Please give us feedback. Let, let us know that you're listening. Let us know what you like. Let us know what we could do better. Um, whether it be in person, if it's somebody that we know, or whether it be. Um, Visiting the Facebook post. Um, I actually, if if you want to take this opportunity, I you have some work people. If you want to throw some names out there and you know say they say thanks for the support, you welcome the name people. No, well you know what Maggie told me today that she um, listens. I know Kayla listens sometimes. Um, Jalacy, who no longer works at our store anymore, but I'm um, trying to think of who else. I mean, I've had a couple of different people that'd be like, oh yeah, no, I totally listen to the podcast, and I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Like I can't even believe. Do we want to mention 
that first one again just to see if he's still listening? Do you want to listen to the first one? Do we want to mention Bob? Bob? <laughs> yeah, Bob's a regular customer at the store that I work at. And um, um, I don't get to see Bob as much because I don't work at the front door anymore. I'm out into the main part of the store. But when I get to see Bob, it's fun to catch up on him and talk to him. And he tells me he still listens. So, Bob, if you're still out there, hi, Bob. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank, thanks everyone you just named. Thanks everybody else. Um, you know, feel free to reach out to us on the social medias and whatnot. And check out our website, uh, sypopodcast.com. Um, listen to us on all the platforms. You know all this stuff. You, we, we talk about this all the time. You know what we're going to say. But... I bring it up every once in a while on social media. <laughs> I, might, I might blast it out a little bit here and there. <clears throat> so what else we want to talk about? Well, last week we had the Christmas story <laughs> episode, a Christmas yeah. carol, I should say. Not a Christmas story. That's different. That's Ralphie. But we had the Christmas carol episode where... Uh, that was pretty fun, and that actually got some some reactions back. I definitely know for sure. I know that um, Lindy told you that uh, Blue's booming voice as uh, the Christmas present, present yep. uh, startled her a little bit a couple times, and um, that was really, really fun to do. Um, I don't know if you guys know anything about the behind-the-scenes stuff, but we're not recording that all in the same room. We all record our lines separately, and then Shea puts it together. Um and she edited and re-edited and then re-edited the re-edits. Uh, she added in all the music. Like, she did so much work to that episode. So I'm thanking her because it was super fun. And I, I got to be a part of that episode. So I get to have my voice on it, too, which is neat. And every time um, we get in the car and one of our phones sync to the car, I get to hear that episode or another episode. And I hear my voice coming back at me, which is weird, but it's cool at the same time. But, yep, so, like, last last week was the Christmas Carol episode. Um, I did put a couple things out there on social media talking about the different versions of the Christmas Carol because it is public domain at this point. And, um, yeah, pretty much that means that it's free range. Anybody can do the things that they want to do with the characters and with the story. And it's kind of fun because it adds a layer of creativity uh, to an already existing classic story. And the reason that that podcast was on last week is because it was the, it was the episode airing right before Christmas. Um, so this is our first time talking to you guys since Christmas. So we hope you guys had a good Christmas if you celebrated, or a Yule, or Hanukkah, or or whichever holiday you and your family um, celebrate. We had a pretty good Christmas here. It was very laid back, very relaxed. And then we we had the kind of funny thing where um, so blue is. Uh, making his own money these days and he's working and uh, he went and decided to buy his mom a ps5 which is pretty hilarious because for christmas we also bought blue a ps5 and i knew about both of them and they both sort of suspected but neither one of them actually knew so it was kind of a funny situation on christmas morning when we're sitting there and everybody's opening presents and uh, Blue has his all wrapped up for Shay, and she unwraps it. And Shay has this contraption that she put his PS5 in so that the package wouldn't be recognizable. <laughs> it was it was made of cardboard and wood and plastic, I think, and it was maybe twice the size of what a PS5 box Boxes is. Boxes of candy. So if you shook it at all, it made like a shaking sound. <laughs> yeah, she had all kinds of fun fun stuff that she built into it. Um, so we've all been having fun playing video games since Christmas, and I'm not much of a video game player, um, but they did rope me into a little bit of Lego Fortnite that I've been playing with them. Um, and then just a lot of Christmas movies and Christmas music, and um, being that I work retail, I have to say I'm not really sad to see that winding down, because you can only hear um, all the different versions of the seven different Christmas songs that exist so many times um and my family starts christmas caroling quite literally on thanksgiving uh, my family gets together at aunt judy's <clears throat> and we stand in a room and there's a lot of us and we sing with a disney sing-along tape and and it's something that we made fun of when we were little kids and it's something that um we almost now look forward to because all the little kids in the family now join in but the poor people who have joined into the family <laughs> Uh, like Shay and my brother-in-laws, Danny and John, and, uh, you know, my cousin now has his fiance with us and, um, all the people who, who joined into the family and, and haven't been there since childhood 
are still pretty blown away by by standing in a room with all of those people and uh, singing along with a video that we now get off of YouTube, but it used to be like one of those old VHS tapes, which there's not even a VCR in there anymore. So we just look it up on YouTube and uh, we sing along with the bouncing Mickey head. Um, what do you think about our family tradition <laughs> of Christmas uh, caroling, Shay? Well, it's... <laughs> It's uh yeah um it's it's a thing and it's and it's kind of like if you took caroling and made it almost like a hostage situation <laughs> yeah it's basically what it is because you don't have a choice you have to be there um you have to be in the room you don't have to sing you have to look like you're singing or you're gonna get shit and uh yeah it's it's a lot so but my first Thanksgiving going all I heard was that there's a walk with the cousins and caroling, and in my head, I, I combined the two, and I thought we were going door-to-door and fucking caroling. And I, I was working out in my head how the hell to get out of that, because <laughs> that was not going to be a thing that happened. But No, we're in a comfy living room, and we're, we're caroling to, and we're making fun of, and we're having fun with... And yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving, we, at, uh, Thanksgiving is a lot at your aunt's house when you're not born into that family. Yeah, because it's just it's just a lot, and um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, and it could be a various cast of characters. We have cousins from out of state that sometimes are there, and sometimes are not there, and sometimes some of them are there. And I I really look forward to it every year. I don't I don't see obviously the out of state cousins too often, so I love getting to see them at least that one time a year and 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 it was funny cuz it was something that I made fun of as a kid and then and then I really dreaded as a teenager as as I feel like most of us as teenagers dread the things that we we're made to do with our families but now it's really fun to sit in the back of the room and be the guy who's you know making fun of the christmas songs I'm singing along but I'm also making up my own silly lyrics and and the cousins are looking at us and they're, they're making up their silly lyrics and the little kids uh, getting a chance to see us being funny for once and and it's all generally a good time and we're all having dessert and catching up with our years it's just such a good time and it's a good kickoff to the holiday season but it is a full month and change before christmas and it's christmas music every day after that so here we are now on uh, december 28th coming out on the 29th with this episode and i am pretty grateful to not have to hear christmas music every day anymore Although I am still watching Christmas movies from time to time. I haven't gotten to watch It's a Wonderful Life yet, and I probably will. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to sit down and watch that. We still have time. We still have time. We watch it before New Year's. We're going to get it in there. Yeah. Clarence will still get his wings. Absolutely. <laughs> what else have we been watching? Um, so, what about um, that show with the dog, uh, Colin from Accounts? Colin from Accounts. <laughs> so... That show is so stupid. I don't even. I genuinely can't figure out why the why the hell we like it because it's stupid. But um, this guy is driving, and this girl is crossing the street. He lets her cross, and and she pulls out a boob. Like to thank him. To thank him, <laughs> and he and he hits a dog, which they then take to a vet and and repair. Like, very expensively. And he becomes a wheelie dog. He needs he needs the wheels for his back legs. Yeah. Um, one thing it, it's it's um it's an Australian show. Yeah. It, like you you know the the production and everything is from Australia. And in a lot of ways, I mean, it's not as serious as a show, but it reminds me of was it Mister Nowhere? Remember that with the bald hitman guy? Oh, far less serious, but yeah, way less serious. But like production wise, it yeah. feels like it's almost the same thing. Um, I wish there was more of that show. That show was really great. Um, but being an Australian show, it you know I, I kind of dig their accents and and it is it was a funny you know it was a pretty funny show but it was definitely a show that I feel like we both ended up liking a lot more than we thought we were gonna we were just looking for like a stupid half hour show to pass the time and we ended up binging it because it was good yeah yeah <laughs> I agree it was that and speaking of a show that we ended up liking better than we thought we were gonna like there was that um that friends from college show with um Keegan Michael Key I literally will watch anything with Keegan Michael Key in it and it's funny because this show he's an asshole he's he a is. giant asshole yeah they they really all are they're, no they are they're all horrible they really are people. horrible they're horrible partners they're horrible friends they're horrible people no no that one no yeah, yeah I guess he yeah, they're all I, I mean know. they're literally all hooking up with each other and cheating on each other and cheating on their own spouses and but there's something about Keegan like okay that no matter how much of an asshole he is he's super freaking likable and it dri it drives me nuts because I can't quite put 
like Peg Y. But for I a think comic actor, he's very sincere. It's his face. Yeah. Honestly, what were we saying? The face acting. Yeah. Honestly, in this whole show, the show could have been silent and you sure. still would have known what was going on. Yeah. But he does. He has a very sweet and, and sincere face. Keegan Michael Key, um, Fred Savage. Oh yeah. And um, Colby Smulders, who was Robin from um, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There was definitely other people who I recognized. Oh, the guy who plays um, oh, I can't think of his name, but the guy who plays Jackie's husband on the New Connor show. Yes. The See, guy, he yeah. was great though. He was yeah, good. He was until he nailed Keegan Michael Key's wife mm. like a lot. He nailed her well, like, yeah, for an entire knew, weekend. But he knew what was going on. <laughs> he nailed her so much. So much. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he nailed her so much. He did. Um, but like, yeah, no, I mean, none of them were super likable, but none of them were super unlikable. Um, I think it's funny though that like you still hold a grudge against Fred Savage over. Um, Boy Meets World with Topanga because he was inappropriate with Topanga so, in Boy Meets World. When I was little, when I was little, like I love Fred Savage. How do you not love Fred Savage when you're, when you're a little girl? Not even fuck Wonder Years. Not even Wonder Years. Little Monsters. Little Monsters. Oh my God, my Princess best friend. Bride. When yeah, my my sure. best friend when I was little was gonna marry him, <laughs> and I was gonna let her, but we were gonna live together. I was gonna let her. So you were gonna do the thruple thing? No, I didn't want no. Nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do the thr- thruple thing. And it's fine if you do. That's your prerogative. I mean, I don't. I'm married to you. So. No, well, that's good. <laughs> I meant whoever's listening, obviously. Uh, fair enough. Um, if you do the thruple, I'll kill you. Um, you all heard is there. Um, <laughs> now, but so there was an episode or two that he was in of Boy Meets World. And I loved Boy Meets World because, again, I'm right in that age bracket. And he was uh, teaching at a college or working at a college or whatever. And he was wildly inappropriate with Topanga, who, if you're my age, you know, 42, and you watch Boy Meets World, you love Topanga. And I have hated Fred Savage for years because of something he was written to do. Nothing this poor man actually did in real life. But yeah, no, I hated him for years. I, I like him again. I feel I feel better about him now, but... I want to know how Fred Savage was on a show with Ben Savage and he didn't play his brother. I mean, the two of them are like carbon copies. Ben Savage looks like little Fred Savage. I no, I know. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't play. I mean, so like, I did he like dye his hair or something? Did he straighten it? I don't even. I don't understand. I mean, Fred Savage has black hair and, and Ben Savage has like blondish brown hair. It's dark enough. No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing different people. It's dark enough. But no, it's it's different. Um, <laughs> They had different dads. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> no, they 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 could have been spit out of the same guy's mouth. Eh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So those are like the the silly shows we watched, and then um, to kind of get on the topic of the podcast with with uh, creatures and monsters, um, we cannot get enough of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I what a show! Love this show. Can I just say? Screw you, Apple TV. Like, literally, <laughs> screw you. Your shows are so good, and I hate that I have to pay, like, an extra 10 or $15 a month or whatever it is, but it's so worth it because there's so many amazing shows on... Every show we've tried on Apple TV is so good, Yeah. including this one. The production value is good. The storylines are good. The acting's always good. Like, everything... Shows that I didn't think were going to be good. And we, I mean, looking at Legacy of Monsters, we knew it was going to be good. Oh, yeah. You're maybe the biggest Godzilla fan that I know. I don't know. You you know all, like, the... Like, I know, obviously, Godzilla, and I know Mothra, and I know Mecha Godzilla. I know, like, the, the, the marquee names, but you know, like... Well, there's there's old movie Godzilla. There's cartoon... I know there's, like, cartoons and stuff like sure. that. There's, like, like, comic and graphic novel Godzilla. And then, so, I mean, this show has... Not just stuff from, like, the old classic movies, though. It's, like, sure. it is very deeply whatever. And and I feel like there's some new stuff that I, I've never heard of before in it, too, but... Yeah, well, it would make sense. I mean, my experience with Godzilla goes back to <clears throat> my dad. And I remember my dad being in the Whitman house watching it, which means... I mean, I would have had to have been five, maybe? Maybe six? I think five. And we were watching the, the Creature Double Features. Yeah. And, I mean, I was the remote control, so it was like, Eric, go put it on Channel 56. And I had to, you know, put the put it on UHF and, and play with the rabbit air antennas. And we watched the Creature Double Features. And, like, I just remember, God, like, he was into it 
so I watched it, but I mean, I, I didn't understand any of it or pay any attention really, probably because I didn't pay attention to really anything. I, re- I remember my dad wanting to watch watch it with uh, me and my younger brother, Chris, and I remember hating it. I hated it. It was just not something I wanted anything to do with. It bored me. I thought it bored me. <laughs> and then I and then I didn't realize. You just absorbed it. I just absorbed it. And, and I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I love this shit. And I had no, I had no clue when I was younger. I just, I think I revolted against it because it was something my dad liked and my brother liked, and it was excessive and all the time. And and it was going to be their thing, and it was and, their and not thing. your thing. Yeah. No, and and it became, and it's it's interesting to me as I watch. I enjoy the show without knowing the stuff that you guys know. Like yeah. something will happen, and you and Blue look at each other, and your jaws drop. And I'm kind of bummed that I'm not a part of that. But at the same time, like even not knowing all of that stuff, I'm really enjoying the yeah. show. But like, but you guys are picking up like all the Easter eggs. You guys are knowing all the different monsters. Like they'll hint at something, and the two of you will look at each other, and you'll be like, oh, "Does that mean that blah 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 whatever yeah. the monster thing is?" And they're like, "No, you don't I think." Almost... And I'm like, like, "I'm jealous that you guys have that." But at the same time, I'm really it's really fun to watch you guys have that. And I don't know where the fuck he picked it up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's not like it's a thing you talk about all the time. Like when you talk about it, you speak about it intelligently. But Again, like, I think it's one of those things. It just kind of happened because, yeah. like, he was around it a little bit when he was younger, here and there, or whatever. But again, it's just it just crept up on you, <laughs> and it and you love it, and you don't even realize you love it, but you do. But yeah, I almost the opening scene or close to the opening scene of the whole show was first of all John Goodman, Dan Connor. Okay, I'm here for that. Oh, I forgot that was the opening and of it this was, thing. Anyway. Uh, Mother Longlegs and Manticlaw, which are um, fantastic. And that whole battle scene when um, with the Mother Longlegs trying to get him. And yeah, that was. I was almost out of my seat for that, and then, and then I see, I, I could tell Ion Dragon was coming. I saw it. I saw the signs of it. I knew. I knew he was coming, and I almost fell off the freaking couch. So freaking excited to see him because he and they it was so well done. It was like absolutely perfect. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and 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 like I said, I mean, I'm enjoying it even without the knowledge of the the monsters, the the you know the the B team monsters, whatever you want to call them, the the not the, the not the marquee monsters, but the the other ones. You guys have that, but um, they're only B team <clears throat> if you've only ever watched the original movies. That's right. the only way they're B team. They're not B team any other way. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean they're lesser known. I just mean they're lesser known. That, 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 <coughs> Not to not to crap on the the those monsters, but um, but even without that, um, I'm enjoying the, the 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 present tense and then the past tense stuff where they're showing. Um, is it Kurt Russell? Yeah, it Kurt Russell, and then it turns out that the guy who played who <laughs> looks just like him, crapped in America from um, Winter Soldier, <laughs> the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show. Uh, turns out that that's Kurt Russell's son who plays a young version of him in the show. Uh, there was that really neat scene where they had Kurt Russell yeah. stand up and they were projecting the old movie of him, which was his son playing him, and the two faces kind of melged meld together. And you said, man, they did a great job getting a uh, young yeah. Kurt Russell. And then I think it was Tom who brought yeah. it up to you. They were like, well, yeah, because that's his kid. And you're an idiot. <laughs> I had no clue. I had no, and I was. I was so impressed. I'm like, wow, they really did They did fantastic. such a great job. <laughs> it's because he, he made him. He could have like, he he, made him. And, well, yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. No, he quite literally made him. Yeah, um, he did. He go did. him. But, Which is pretty funny. So I feel like I feel like you calling them. <laughs> I'm offended for the monsters. I feel like you calling them less, lesser monsters is bothering me. <laughs> Don't call them lesser monsters. They're like deep cuts. Lesser known. Oh, deep cuts. Yeah, they're like deep cuts. That's monsters. a way better. It yes. is because you look at the deep cut tracks and a really good record. That's a way better way to put that. That's, That's a far less part. insulting way to put that. Yeah, calling them lesser. Sorry, monsters. Sorry, Ion Godzilla. My bad. <sighs> <laughs> deep and cuts. I dig deep cuts. Yeah. Well, all right. I think we've talked about um, monsters enough that we could get into our. Yeah. So if you don't have anything else. No, that's that's it for me for that. I believe you have our cryptid. Pay no attention to those distant screams of terror. I'm sure they're just our heinous creature or cryptid. You should be safe right here. I do, I do. The uh, the cryptid of the week is the Blue Men of the Minch. 
aka the Storm Kelpies. Um, as I said, obviously, this was Tom's episode. This had already been recorded at one point, and we lost it. So fortunately, I got these notes in front of me. And finding out, I didn't do this research, but finding out about this stuff, this is like the coolest thing, man. Um, <clears throat> so it turns out that Storm Kelpies, or the Blue Men of the Minch, um, they search the waters looking for sailors to drown. Like, these are some bad dudes, man. Um, they're blue and they're roughly human sized. I don't know what roughly human size could possibly mean because humans are anywhere from like four feet to seven feet with pretty good regularity. Um, maybe four and a half feet to seven feet with pretty good regularity, but like they're roughly human sized and they're blue. Um, they sleep while floating with their torsos raised out from under the water. So, I mean, like the dead man's float kind of... Oh, no, I guess <laughs> dead man's float's face down, right? When you do a dead man's float when you're swimming in the pool? Yes. You know what I picture? What's that? I, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing these... They're just, like, doing, like, a back float, like on the yeah. Lazy River, kind of. Yeah. And I'm just picturing these big old beer bellies sticking out of the... <laughs> the blue beer bellies the sticking out of the water. The blue beer bellies with, like, the little white happy trail. I don't yeah. know why they're white. I think Because like, Smurfs? Yeah, I was going to say, like, a Papa Smurf thing, like, because Papa Smurf had the white hair, so I you just, just picture... I picture them hairless, but that works. Yeah, they got like a like a like a happy trail coming yeah. down as they're floating around on their backs looking for ships to sink and, Papa and Smurf's happy trail is something we've talked drown. about on this podcast. That's a thing that's I bring that's that's what I bring huh. to the podcast. Right. Okay. Well. Tom's a theater major and I know about Papa Papa Smurf's happy trail. Well, Papa Smurf's <laughs> happy trail brought to you <laughs> by by Eric. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so they sleep while floating on their backs with their torsos raised out from the water. Um this is so neat. They challenge captains of ships to somewhat a poetry battle where they'll shout out two lines and request that the captains finish the verse. Like, I don't know if this is the Minch or if this is 8 Mile. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's, it, that's insane. Uh, if they fail, if the captains fail, the Blue Men would capsize the ship. So, like... Captains better be able to spit. That's what I'm saying. Like, they need to be able to battle rap. Um, they need to be able to do it off the cuff. Yeah. Like, it's not enough to navigate by the stars. You've got to bring it. You've got to be like an OG MC of the sea. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they've got to spit and bring it. Or else the the blue men of the Minch, the storm Kelpies, are going to bring them down. Like, that is what's just going to happen. Eat your face. They will eat, they will <laughs> eat your face. Um, when they're not floating on their backs, they play shinty to pass the time. Shinty is is um, similar to field hockey on the water. Yeah. Um, so they, they're just out there playing field hockey and having rap battles yep. and um, sinking ships. They have the power to create storms, which I guess is probably how they sink a ship. Um, and then once the sailors come off the boat, it's drowned in time. Yeah. And, you know, they, they're going to make them blue the way that they are blue. Maybe that's um, why they're blue. Maybe that's why they're blue. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if you think about it, blue makes more sense than like, it makes more sense for these guys to be blue than to look like Jason Momoa. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's, let's face it. Like Jason Momoa would have to eat a lot of calories to be as bulky as he is, to be swimming as much as he's swimming, Jason Momoa would have to be eating a lot of calories to he, maintain that muscle mass. You suppose he's doing all that swimming? <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course he is, right? I mean, he is Aquaman, isn't he? Yeah, That's all he does. Like, I mean, he's not Khal Drago anymore. And he's bigger, by the way, as Aquaman as he ever was as Khal Drago. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he's way bigger. Uh, for you, sure he is. He looks very closely at Jason Momoa. I feel like I'm in the minority <laughs> here. I don't. But... Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, the Minch, where these guys are from, the Minch is actually the sea channel um, between mainland Scotland and the outer Hebrides Islands. That is where the Minch is. So if you're ever on a cruise and the cruise is taking you uh, between mainland Scotland and the outer Hebrides Islands, I'm sure I'm not saying that right. I apologize <laughs> to anybody who's listening and thinking I'm an idiot. You're right, I'm an idiot. Um, but anyway, if you're cruising through those areas, you better brush up. Because it might be time to step up and have a rap battle uh, with these blue gentlemen who are going to be looking to sink your boat and drown you. Yes, and I believe you're going to have to do it to the beat of Crazy Train played on PVC pipes. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. That's Well, yeah, of course, because that's the thing on Instagram now, right? They do the, the, 
the PVC pipes and they. Oh well, yeah, like Blue Man Group. Off, oh, Blue Man Group. I get it now. See, I, I led you there, but you didn't follow you, me. You put me right there, and I, I missed did. it. I'm, I did. I'm uncultured. Yeah. I'm an uncultured swine. Uh, I'm an uncultured swine. I I went to Instagram, and you were trying to bring me to the Blue Man Group. I, you know what? I feel like everybody given the opportunity should go to the Blue Man Group. Honestly. Oh, I would love to. Absolutely. Oh. Anybody want to send us tickets to the Blue Man Group? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? I have social anxiety. I'm not going into Boston. <laughs> So, as someone also with social anxiety, I will tell you, though, that is worth the trip. It's, if, it, if it's in the trials, it's a small theater. You're not crowded. Uh, if you get balcony seats, it's really not that bad. But it's funny because they they interact with the audience so much more, like, more than, like, David Lee Roth. Will they drown people if they can't rap? <laughs> they, yeah, it's funny. I, I hear uh, if you get up to go to the bathroom, you actually you. don't come back, they drown they you. They just yeah. drown you in the bathroom. That yeah. makes sense. That makes total sense. No, that was that was good. That's the image I get though. I'm getting the the bare belly poking yeah. out of the water. When you said the thing about like floating like lazy river, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like like just like 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 your fat uncle who's floating in like the above ground four foot pool. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's again. We're gonna bring this up again. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Because it's about as much fun as you can have an above ground pool. Right. What am I gonna do? Uh, dive underwater and look at Jimmy's feet again. Jimmy's feet. I have spent time in a in a brown ground pools looking at Jimmy's feet. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's happened. Well, there you go. Jimmy and and Donnie, rest in peace, Donnie. Uh, you know, a bunch of us looking at each other's feet because that's what we yeah. did. We the most fun you could do in those is make a whirlpool. Remember doing whirlpools and then you try to go the other way. I I do not actually. <laughs> I I don't I didn't I didn't have a lot of above ground pool experience uh, in my life so. Oh, well, you know, I lived in the wealthy suburbs of <laughs> in Massachusetts, rocking the um, the friends that had pools in their yards. We had, I, I did more, um, like, public pools and stuff, which which is awesome. <laughs> no whirlpooling in the public pool. No, Those are too big no, and way no. too many people to just get on board. Just a lot of pee and sure. lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, not me. I've actually, I can say proudly, I've never actually peed in a pool because that's fucking gross. But I did. My little brother he used to get real close to me. And go, and he look at me, and I wouldn't know he went yet until he looked at me. And he said, "Is it warm?" <laughs> I, I don't know how he didn't drown. <laughs> but I, I don't think I ever peed in a pool because I definitely the blue. Yeah, yeah, I definitely believed that rumor. Like I definitely believed. So that, that was an actual chemical. That was not just a rumor. That was a chemical. Well, then I'm glad I never tested it. Like to me, I feel like I feel like maybe most people didn't do that, but they said they did it, whether or not it was real. I feel like to me, the 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 chemical in pools that makes your pee show is very similar to uh, Flick sticking his tongue to the flagpole. Like I wouldn't have stuck my tongue to the flagpole either, even if I didn't believe that it would get stuck, and I also wouldn't pee in a pool. Like, do you know how blue? What do you do? Once you see the pee, though, why do you want to see that? Because every all of the I kids, think it's just to shame the person who did it. Do you know how much blue there would be in a public pool? Oh God, it would be it awful. Would just, in a public be, pool, it would you be wouldn't awful. even see it anymore. There it would just be, be yeah, the whole pool would be the color of the pee blue. Like we ever get fu money though, and and in a pool, I'm putting that chemical in. It. <laughs> First person to pee in my pool. I swear to God, if you do that and we're fu money rich, I'm gonna stand on the deck and pee into the pool just so I can see. The pee cloud. I mean, and, the filter will take And that's it out. when we'll get divorced, and I'll make sure <laughs> that I have a prenup agreement. <laughs> You're too late for a prenup. It's done. Um, it's not done. A, not if I get rich after. No, you that's know. not how that works. I'll, get, I'll have lawyers. If you get it's rich, fine. I get half, baby. That's how that works. I'll just drown you. <laughs> that's, for being that, in my pool. That's more realistic. Murder is far more realistic than a, than a post-marriage prenup. Uh, all right. Well, that was a fun one. I like the blue men of Minch, and I have to fight to not say Mench, but the blue men of Minch. Um, do you got anything else on the blue men of Minch? No, but Mench is such a fun thing because it sounds like an insult, but it but turns out when you're a Mench in Yiddish, it's like you're a good guy. Like, yeah. hey, be a Mench. Yeah. And it means you're a good guy, and I learned that from Miss Maisel because I learned most of the things that I know from TV. Yeah. So Miss Maisel taught me... Uh, that a mensch is a good thing, even though it sounds like it would be insulting. To be a mensch means you're being a good guy or stand-up dude. Right. So well. uh, these guys are not mensches because they, you know, sink ships and drown sailors for no yeah. reason. So they are not of the mensch. They are of the minch. If you pee in my pool, you wouldn't be a mensch. No, that's not a very unmensch-like thing to it's do. It's a very unmenschly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got anything else on the blue men of minch? No, I am done. I've talked a lot. I'm going to drink my drink. All right. Well, I have the hunt for the day. 
you're still here. Step on in for those terrifying haunted tales. I'm sure there's nothing to really be afraid of. Alright, so today we're going to talk about the Culloden Battlefield. It's the spot where the last battle to take place on British soil in night sorry in seventeen forty six and it resulted in more than fifteen hundred Jacobite deaths. They were laid to rest actually below the moor surface. Now, despite the staggering death toll, the battles of Culloden merely lasted one hour. And that's insane to me. So fifteen hundred people in one hour. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, a small Scottish, a small cottage stood on the moor, and there's a similar one standing there today, uh, that was a field hospital for government soldiers. Now, the Jacobites were those who moved to restore the senior line of the House of Stuart. They believed it was a monarch's divine right as they were appointed by God and shall not be dethroned or removed. So the Jacobites worked to put them back in place. <coughs> Sorry. There stands today multiple memorials carved for some of the Jacobite clans, as well as a twenty-foot cairn, and as well as a twenty-foot cairn. So everyone knows what that is. You've seen them. You've seen smaller versions of it. It's just a stack of rocks. This just happens to be a twenty-foot stack of rocks, and it's pretty cool looking. So Google it. Um, I'm going to get into some of the hauntings. Now, it se there seems to be, even unseasonably, a chill permanently on that field. It says that if you walk through it, you walk on it, you're there, you, are, you just have a chill so deep that it touches your bones. Now, scene is an apparition of a tall man wearing a highland dress. He's very skinny. Uh, and he's muttering the word defeated if you get close enough to him. Now, in 1936, a woman picked up a tartan cloth laid across one of the grave mounds to see the apparition of a severely wounded Highlander beneath. That's the only time I've seen that said, but that's that had to have been pretty scary. It's said that on the 16th of April that the ghosts of the fallen rise again in battle. And cries of the wounded and weapons can be heard. At this time, usually on April 16th, when the battle re-happens or restarts or happens again, or however you want to say that, that there's a mist that is not typically there that seems to uh, move and be alive with the battle and kind of take place where it takes place. So... It was a short one, but there's so much history there. I honestly didn't know where to cut out, what not to cut out. Read into this. Read into the battle plans. Look at the formations. Look in the... It is such a cool thing. I think you guys should all check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's one of the cool things about <clears throat> this show and shows like it that, you know, it doesn't have to just stop with, with what we say. Um, there's no way we could tell you everything without being just kind of a like a... A boring droning on so we try to tune it down to the most the things that excite us the most anyway because we can talk about it in an exciting way <clears throat> but by all means if it's a thing that interests you please feel free to to, to google it or to you know, check out the wikipedia to check out different links um, i know wikipedia can be edited by everybody but you can always check out the the links that people use as when they're citing sources um wikipedia is always a good place to start with that type of stuff um but yeah, if you're interested in this stuff, by all means, continue to look onto it. And if you find something that was more interesting than what we talked about, reach out to us. Let us know because, I mean, we're always learning. We're always liking new stuff. And it's more than one time that, that we'll sit back and think about different shows that we put out and different things we've talked about. Um, and we'll, we'll learn new stuff about it and just talk to each other about it. So if you learn new stuff that we didn't talk about, feel free to reach out and let us know about it because that's always interesting to us too. Yep, no, I agree. So I really like the image of the battle. I like I like I like the reoccurring battle and I'm picturing like in my head and I know when Tom and I originally recorded this that we talked about I, I brought up the fact that it kinda has a very Lord of the Rings King of <clears> the Dead feel to it. Like it just like just undead army come I don't know. I, I it paints a really, really cool picture in my head. 
And I think about like the, um, you know, 1,500 dead in an hour. I think about like the giant battle scenes, like from Braveheart. And I know Braveheart gets gets nailed for being not historically accurate and everything like that. But when it comes down to like just men charging each other with swords and spears and maces and morning glories and and they're literally just attacking each other. Um, you mean morning stars? I do mean morning stars. <laughs> morning glories are flowers. And they probably didn't hit each other with those. No. Yeah, morning stars. It's a very delicate battle. It's the de- well, they were in kilts, so, you know. Um, but no, like, on all seriousness, you're just talking about, like, you know, hundreds of men, thousands of men sometimes just literally charging each other and hitting each other with blunt and sharp objects with minimal protection. And, of course, 1,500 people died in an hour. I mean, and they just, they're just such savagery. Good speaking. Such savagery. <laughs> um, it's just, it's hard to, to, to put a number like that and, and actually understand. But that's just how passionate the two sides were when they attack each other. There's no holding back. It's just, it, it's it's an honor to die in the battlefield. And, and those people, it's an honor to die in the battlefield. And those people... You know, they, they felt that way, and, and that's how they fought. Warrior poets. That's what they said on Braveheart. Warrior poets. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. There's a song, a song I think it's by the O, I think it's by the O Hellos, and it's um, The Poet, The Soldier, The King, and it's out, it's blue, and I love that song. It's a really, really good song, so I just mean to think of that, so check it out, but it's a very good song. Oh Hellos? That he said? I believe so, yeah. Maybe I'll use it in the social media this week. All right. Well, have you anything else on the Cullen and Battlefield? No, this, I mean, it is just such a savage, savage situation, and it's really, really cool. It's a Fred Savage situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look out, Topanga. <laughs> Watch out, Fort Topanga. <laughs> Fort Topanga. No, just kidding, Fred Savage. You're okay now. Not that you listen, but if you do, you're okay. You're all right. I like your acting. You're kind of cool. My friend was going to marry you, so <laughs> shout out to Katie Zimmer if she's listening. What's up, Katie? <laughs> All right. Well, if you haven't anything, got anything else, I believe you have this in, the encounter beyond strange this week. Ah, uh, you survived just long enough for our encounter beyond strange. Yeah, for the encounter beyond strange, we have. Blair Gowrie, and again, probably no chance I'm saying that right. Um, while Shay was, was speaking about the Culloden battlefield, I was trying to look up a pronunciation for Blair Gowrie, and I could not find it. Um, it turns out that Blair Gowrie is uh, Scottish Gaelic for Fields of Gowrie. So there's that. <laughs> that's not, uh, <laughs> not the most creative name, but uh, that's what it is. Um, Blair Gowry is the home of possibly Scotland's earliest UFO incident, which was reported to the annual register in 1767. Um, A pyramid-shaped object has been seen, moving incredibly fast and then disappearing. Um, In its path, it has left a destruction, including a home and a bridge, so it's destroyed some pretty significant structures. Um... There have been numerous sightings since, including balls of light, um, a UFO hovering over a couple's garden, um, and then that couple was visited by 12 men in black, um, which was witnessed by a neighbor, but the couple denies that it ever happened. So a neighbor's like, hey, who are those 12 guys in black visiting your home? And they were like, what 12 guys in black? I don't even know what you're talking about. So either... They got scared enough that they won't talk about it. Or, you know, Will Smith and uh, Tommy Lee Jones pulled out the little pen with the flash bulb and they don't remember any of it. Uh, the flashy bulby thing. The flashy bulby thing, the memory erasey thing. Um, it is also the home of Scotland's first crop circle in 1990. Um, I, I don't have a lot here for Blair Gowry, but um, that's a, that is a lot. I mean, I know it's a, it was quick, but... That's a lot. It's it, it, it started way back in seventeen sixty seven. 
and it continued on through through the years, including the crop circle, some some real crazy physical evidence, such as destroyed structures. I mean, I don't really remember any time we've done a strange encounter, and I know that, it, that we're calling it a little different this season, but, I mean, for the majority of the time of the show, we've called it a strange encounter. I don't really remember any physical destruction of structures, except for maybe one where, if I remember correctly... A UFO hit a mountain and might have destroyed part of like a railroad track. But aside from that, I can't remember any. I mean, there's been like indents in the grass and yeah. and but this is like actual destruction of structures, bridges, homes, like just being destroyed by by this thing. And then you know, you know another the the thing of the the, the hovering over the garden and the neighbor being like, hey, who are those guys at your house? And I'm, what guys? I don't know what you're talking about. Her husband wasn't home. She just didn't want anybody to know. Oh, it was her parade. <laughs> it was her parade. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's funny. That is that's like that part absolutely like I don't know. It's a head scratcher because you very evidently see you're not going to not notice twelve dudes wearing black suits. What do you think they had to have twelve guys there for, though? Like, why twelve guys? Intimidation. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, well, that yeah. almost does lead to, you know, a strength in numbers situation where maybe it is intimidation. I mean, if two guys show up and they say, "Don't tell anybody," maybe you're like, "Screw you! I'm going to tell everybody." But if twelve guys show up and they're like, "Hey, we're the tip of the iceberg. There's another. There's a building full of us." Yeah. And they're like, you know what? There's 12 guys showed up to my house. That's that's a little more scary than yeah. two guys. Maybe there's no flashy, bulby thing. Maybe it's just the idea of 12 guys well, in black suits showing up to your house in Scotland. Since they had a, a, a craft hovering above their garden, they may have seen more than the average sure. sighting. Sure. Do you think they traded, like, tomatoes or anything? Like, I mean, if I had someone, a visitor visiting my garden, I'd be like... Here's a cucumber. What I, do you got for me? I would eat alien tomatoes. Alien tomatoes. Oh, well, maybe, though, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. We should probably be careful mm-hmm. with alien tomatoes. It's me, though. I would maybe pet a Wendigo. Carrots. I would, would pet a Bigfoot. I would eat an alien tomato. You would pet a Wendigo and a Bigfoot. That's a true story. I'm going to lose you someday. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's, and that's going to be how. And it's and everyone who comes to my funeral will know that I died doing what I love, trying have had a Wendigo yeah. or a Bigfoot. Or a Bigfoot. It's going to be brutal, but hopefully fast. And if it's not, it'll still be, you know, that's how I died. <laughs> um, all right. Well, have you got anything else on Blair Gowry? That's it I got for Blair Gowry. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're so glad you made it out alive. Be sure to come back next week when our hunt brings us to the Edinburgh Festival Theater. Until then, happy camping. Draw yours voice. As always, thank you for joining us. Come back next week if you're brave enough. For those looking to take it one step further, be sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram. And check out our terrifying new website too. SYPOPodcast.com and spread the word. Tune in on all major platforms.